listening to The Hockey Show with Pat Boyle and Barstool Chief. Brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Ready for the power play? You're listening to The Hockey Show on ESPN Chicago. show on ESPN 1000. We're brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. I am Pat Boyle. Joining me as always is Barstool Chief. Chief, you're on vacay, but your favorite Blackhawk was traded to the Rangers. How you holding up, bud? Uh, I was starting to come around, but now I'm, I'm, I'm angry all over again. So I'm, I'm here out in Colorado doing a little skiing, but I jumped off uh, the mountain to talk to you. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, what what got you going today? Was it uh, an Emily Kaplan report before the uh, the Rangers and Patty Kane took on Boston? Yeah, bingo! You nailed it. How'd you, how'd you guess that? I, one? I don't know. I don't know how I did it. <laughs> yeah, well, and and this is the thing where I I'm I, this organization has no equity and trust built up with the fans at all. So they they do the whole thing. We want to do right by Patrick Kane. We want to do right by Patrick Kane. Uh, well, apparently, and, and maybe there will be more to come out on this, and I wish that Davidson or somebody in that organization would just come out and say it with your chest. If you don't want Patrick Kane back next year, and her report was that the reason that he finally signed off on a trade was because it was made clear to him that there would be no contract offer coming in the summer. So it's like, well, what am I sticking around here? Might as well just try to have fun for a couple months, play with Panarin. Uh, play in Madison Square Garden and all that. But it sounds like, based on her report, and this is the second time I've heard this, I got a text from uh, a former player, uh, teammate of Patrick Kane, saying the same thing earlier in the week. I ran that up a flagpole. It was basically like, that's garbage. Like, that's not true at all. So if you wanted him back and he wanted to be back, it feels like he should be back. instead of. But you basically forced him out by not offering him an extension. And so don't do the sidewalk chalk 88 stuff. I don't want to see all the, the videos about how everybody's saying how classy everybody is. Just come out and say it with your chest what the, what the direction of this organization is and whether you want this guy here or not. And I'd rather that be like, hey, like, we think it's in the best interest to move on, just close the chapter. I, could, I, I, don't, I wouldn't agree with it, but I wouldn't feel like I was being lied to, and that's how I feel right now. So you think, Chief, that if they had said, you know what? We'll talk to you about an extension this summer. Uh, we're not going to do it right now, but we'll talk about an extension this summer that Patrick Kane would still be a Blackhawk and he'd be playing at the United Center tonight against the Nashville Predators. That, is, I mean, I, I can only go off of what's being reported and what's been said to me uh, privately that it does sound like that. And I had been told all the way along, he doesn't want to go. He wants to break all the records. Chicago's his home. You know, he he's, wants to be here long term. All of that. That's what we had been. That's what I had been told. And that's what everybody had been led to believe. And that's why this was such an emotional thing. And it sounds like maybe it was emotional for Kane. It's like, I, I can't believe these guys don't want me. And, you know, and it was maybe that was when, like, I'll show you uh, 11 points in four games or whatever it was. And, and, see you later because that, that I don't know how else to read that report from Emily Kaplan. Well, it's, it's interesting because, you know, we've talked to Patrick all along and to Kyle and the, the, the line that has been said is 
we're not talking extension right now. We're focusing on what's at hand, meaning the final year of his deal and whether or not he wants to be moved. All right. Well, that to me, you know, not to cut you off that, that sounds like garbage because everything with this organization is about the future. And if you're thinking about the future, you better be thinking about an extension for the greatest player in the history of this organization and one of the best players still in the league, as he showed last week. When he's on and he's feeling good, he still can deliver. So that whole thing is just a cop-out where it's like, well, well, we'll worry about that later. You're worrying about the future every single day. That is part of the equation for worrying about the future is worrying about your best player. So I don't want to hear that, yeah, we'll talk about it in the summer. they They could have started negotiating a contract extension for him on July 1st last summer. Like they knew this day was coming. And that gets me back to my point. Don't, you know, lie to us. If you don't want him back, look at Kyle Davidson knows a lot more about hockey than I do. I, at least I hope he does. Okay. But, and if he feels that the organization is in a better place next year and going forward without Patrick Kane, then just say that. And I won't. I don't have to like it, but at least I will respect that you're telling me the truth. Well, can, can you? And, can he say it without saying it and do and not extending him? I mean, basically, that's what he said, right? I mean, then just then just say it. Or, then or, just or let say me it. ask you this: How sticky of a situation would it have been if they would have been talking extension with 88 last summer and not with 19? Well, that that, that would have created a complete and utter chaos situation, don't you think? So, Totally. And, and, they, they, and, and, and so, like, if that's the case, look, I love Johnny. I love Patrick. But if you said to me, Jonathan Taves has to be a part of this rebuild, I don't necessarily, I don't believe that. I, I agree with that. I'm, I'm with you there. Look, at they're grown men. They're 35 years old. They're not Siamese twins. Just because <laughs> they've been tra- treated like that the entire time doesn't mean that they actually are. So if you're ready to move on from one or both and it's like, oh, it's sticky because they have the same age and, and they've always been tied together, Johnny's not even playing right now. No. Okay? So who knows what his future is? And, and you could make an argument. It's like, well, listen, Johnny, uh, you, you had a year off because of a health thing. You're, you're not the player, clearly, that you were before. It, it's not going to be the, the Taves and Kane show forever. If you want to sign – you know, if he wants to sign a one-year prove-it deal – you know, one year, a million bucks, if he can get healthy, then maybe him too, but maybe not, okay? And they, you don't have to treat him as this one entity just because they came in at the same time and they have the same agent. If one guy is good for the rebuild and for marketing and for being a mentor and everything that would come with having Patrick Kane in your team, and one guy isn't, then you can make that decision. And again, if Davidson felt that Kane is not part of that equation going forward, I can accept that because that's the job that he was brought in to do. I don't agree with him, but I don't want to hear about all this whole thing. We're just trying to do right by 88. No, you're not. That's not true. Do you agree with Barstool Chief that, in essence, the Blackhawks pushed Kane out the door by not offering him an extension? 312-332-3776. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago, or you can always listen to us on the ESPN Chicago app, and you can get the podcast uh, there as well. All right, let's hear from Patrick Kane. This was right before he made his Madison Square Garden debut. Here's uh, Kane on whether or not it was mentally challenging to move on from the Blackhawks. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh... You know, definitely you go 
back and forth in your head a bunch of times about what's right, but I just feel like this is uh, such an amazing opportunity with what they have going on here in, in New York and, um, you know, when the option was still there to, to possibly make a move, you know, it's obviously um, it wasn't the easiest decision, but just really excited to be here and um, uh, with this team, with the amount of skill and good players they have here, it's just um, another chance to make a run, so um, felt like it would be a good experience and um, get out of the comfort zone a little bit and be able to uh, you know, play for a different franchise, different team, and um, you know, like I said, obviously they have a great, great team here, so you're coming into a good situation. It turns out that Patrick Kane was traded for a conditional 2023 second round pick that can become a first if the Rangers get to the Eastern Conference Finals and it's top 10 protected uh, next year. So if for some reason the Rangers landed a top 10 pick, then that would be pushed to 2025. Uh, And then they also get a 2025 fourth round pick along with defenseman Andy Walensky. So you're, you're you're more mad about kind of how this is being presented. Yes. And and you you had a problem with the mural and the chalk talk out front of you and like everybody. I mean, look, fans are upset, dude. I I, I texted you the day it happened. I was prepared for it, or at least I I thought yeah. I was prepared for it. But I guess I really wasn't because I was in a funk all day long as I was reporting that eighty eight had been traded to the Rangers when I knew it was coming. Yeah. Well, and, and that's part of the equation too. Okay, like. I don't actually have a problem with a chalk mural, okay? I have a problem with the chalk mural after they wouldn't give him an extension. So it's like, oh, yeah, we love Patrick Kane. He's so great. Uh, Do you love him enough to to sit down and be like, we actually want you here? No, we don't. Well, then I don't want to see the chalk. I don't want to see the the highly edited video of his last day uh, that came out an hour ago. Uh, Like, I don't want to see any of that because now it's tainted with this everything that you've been saying is disingenuous. And I'd rather them just be like, look, we're closing the book on this and and just actually say that and don't and don't hide around. Well, this is what Patrick wants. It doesn't seem like that's what he wanted. It seems like that's what his options were left based upon the way that they had treated him. And it's like, yeah, like, you know, we did this. You know, you you guys were very classy about it, you know, since when? Okay, so and it's like and, and it is if you're a fan and you're like, man, I wonder what happened to. Uh, this seems like a, a lot of the same type of talk of what happened with Foley and Enzo. And maybe it is and maybe it isn't. But it seems like when they need to close and when they need to communicate and when they need to get the most important pieces of that organization on board or on the same page with the organization, something, somebody, somewhere is dropping the ball. And, you know, I was on the – and I've told people this. I think I said it last week. I've been on the fence about getting season tickets for next year knowing that it's going to be bad. That is out the window now. I'll come back when the team is good again, just like everybody else. So that – I am furious if that's how this ended up. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong with, um, you know, with this report is wrong. But it's like where there's – to me, it's like where it's a where there's smoke, there's fire situation. Okay, Chief, I want you to hear this. This is Patrick Kane on whether or not he's surprised that it came to this eventually being traded to the Rangers. Listen to the beginning of this soundbite from Kane. This was the other day before he made his debut with the Rangers. There's a bu- bunch of different like steps along the way that probably led to it, but uh, I think they're in a different situation now, right? They're, they're rebuilding. They're trying to collect assets, and uh, 
um, that's just the way it is. That's the situation we're in. So, um, you know, it's never really, really real until it happens. And then, um, you know, once it happens, it start, starts getting very real. But like I said, just uh, excited for the experience, the opportunity, the chance to play with, you know, different organization, different players. And, uh, um, yeah, just excited about it all. You hear that, and, and he's kind of painting it out like they're in a rebuilding situation. They're into collecting assets, and so that's the steps that led to this. I don't hear him basically grandstanding that he was like, it was time for me to you know change scenery. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound like that at all. It, it you know, it, and I feel like if he wanted, you know, that's what I mean. It's like, you know, it's like we want, you know, we want to do right by Patrick Kane. He's aware that he's the smartest guy in the league, or one of them. He yeah. thinks like a GM. He knows what the what the team looks like, and he's been in the locker room and looking around. He knows it doesn't look like 2010 in there. Okay, but it, that doesn't that nothing I heard there says he doesn't want to be a part of that rebuild. He knows. So and then uh, so I don't know. It, that doesn't sound like yeah. You're right. It doesn't sound like he's been like demanding a trade, and that's why it took to the very end because it's like you know what they don't want me here anyways. I'm out. Let's go to the phone lines. Joe and New Lennox, you're up first on the hockey show. Joe, uh, what do you think about uh, Patrick Kane and this, and, and where Chief stands on this? Yeah, you know, Pat, um, first of all, thanks for having me on. I, I agree. I mean, I think it is kind of an insult. To, you know, if Davidson had approached Kane and said, hey, listen, you know, we want to bring one of the top 100 players in NHL history back to the organization, absolutely. You know, I'd be open to listen. But if it's underwhelming, if it's the contract and the money just couldn't come to terms at that point, if I'm Patrick Kane, okay, hey, we had 16 good years. I'm going to go on my way. You guys do your own thing, and we go from there. But to say that there's no contract extension being offered for, for me after all I've given to the team for 16 years, I mean, yeah, I would kind of feel not maybe I wouldn't show it, but inside I'd be kind of hurt to, to know that nothing was offered to me or nothing was said to me. All right, Joe, thanks for the phone call. Uh, Chief, you know, as we dial this back, I, I'm, I'm trying to, to recall what Davidson said you know, at the beginning of the year, kind of like uh, Johnny and Patrick uh, have earned this opportunity to you know, decide their future and, and be Blackhawks. You know, I don't remember either side saying, look, I want an extension, I want to stay here, and I don't remember the Blackhawks saying, there's no chance we're getting an extension. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that that talking point wasn't exhausted. It always seemed like, is Patrick ready to leave, and are the Blackhawks going to be accommodating? And that's kind of the way it went down. But now... I know. Yeah, it's stunning. I've been asking that question to thin air, I guess, forever for months because they could have started negotiating uh, on July first per the per the CBA. They could have done it in the summer, and, and they have a they have all. It doesn't even matter. You could have. If you, I don't I, think I, Kane here, was going to. Here's the thing. Let Let's deal in the reality. I don't yeah. think you could have extended Kane and not extended Taves. And Why I, do you say I, that, Pat? Because I, I think there was a lot of uncertainty around Jonathan Taves, and for, rightfully so, and we're seeing it play out. All right, but then when, when, did, uh, when did Taves shut it down? He shut it down uh, basically around January. Okay. -January. So not, I mean, like, it's a, hey, man, like, you, you, everything's very uncertain with you. Um, you know, we'll support you as best we can, so we figure out whatever. Uh, hey, Pat Brisson, we'd like to talk to Patrick Kane about an extension. 
there's plenty of time to iron all that out. And that was the whole thing where I was joking around, like, let's get on a group chat. It just felt like there was some sort of miscommunication somewhere where even their quotes in the media, it was like, I don't know what's going on. And I'm upset about the Patrick Kane situation, regardless of the collecting assets, whatever. They could have gotten five first-round picks for him. I still would have been sad about him leaving. Uh, so it has nothing to do with, like, the compensation they got in return. And, again, I have to reiterate, if Davidson just doesn't want him, I, I don't personally agree with that stance if you're trying to build a winning team in, in the next two to three I, I years. I would say he doesn't want him. I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but I think he would entertain bringing Patrick back. I really think he would. But do, do like, what do you think Patrick would have asked for? What, what type of salary do you think he could command uh, you know, when he's on the open market this summer? I mean, he's he's turning 35 in November, right? Right. I mean, how often do 35-year-olds get – I mean, I would assume it'd be less than what he's currently getting at the 10.5 number. I would you? think so, yeah. So, But, but, but how even, much even, less? Like eight to nine? Honestly, that but does it even matter? Because you afford him now, you have to get up to the cap floor. You stripped your team of anything right. besides Seth Jones. You could have given Patrick Kane a one-year $15 million contract and been totally fine – and continuing on your path. And then if you want to start adding pieces in, then you do a different deal for another lower number the next year. So it's there were options there to make this work if they wanted him back. So the only thing that you can really, conclusion you can reach at this point after the Emily Kaplan report is that they didn't want him back. And I, I, that to me doesn't line up with this whole, we love Patrick. We want to do right by Patrick as long as it's what we want, which is to get rid of him. I will say this. I, I, I don't think they think they're, they're set to win in the next two years. So whatever contract you gave him, basically he'd be the show pony at the United Center. Like, you know what I'm saying? Unless you gave him a four-year deal. Yeah, and, and I, don't, and I, I don't. I don't think they they're, they're prepared to do that with where they are in the rebuild. I don't know if Patrick would be either. I, I always I said all along the competitive nature of him and looking around. You, let me let's let's put it a different way. Let's say Patrick had stayed and they made all the other trades. You know what his line would look like tonight? How, yeah, it'd be, and, it'd be horrendous. But there's and, nothing and, that and, says they can't shut him down for the year either. Oh, shut down Kane and get get the hip done and, and the whole nine yards? Whatever. Yeah, whatever he needs. You know, because if we're looking, if this well, is about that, the that future. That was the report that, that uh, allegedly that the, New York knew that it was either he's coming to New York or he's going to shut it down. Right. And and it was like, if it's option B, that means that he's staying here. And But if you don't want him, then you, then you force him. You just tell, apparently, it sounds like they told him, there's no offer coming for you in July and, yeah, at I, all. I, yeah, I, 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 I don't know if they ever said it that way, but I guess actions that's speak louder I, than that's words. That's what Emily Kaplan is saying. So yeah. I'm, I'm going off of what she said in the, the Rangers-Bruins pregame, uh, and maybe more will come out. I, I don't know. But as, as of this moment, her reporting says that Patrick Kane chose to leave after it was made clear to him that an offer would not be coming in the summer. Not even like, hey, like, you know, we'll 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 talk about it, we'll see if we can arrange a number. It was basically like, hey, nothing's coming. So he's like, well, I guess I'll just leave now. 
Well, that's that's certainly a a plot twist, so to speak. Uh, your thoughts on the Emily Kaplan report? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll hear more from Kyle Davidson on the other side as he addresses the trade deadline and moving Patrick Kane. We'll have more from eighty eight as well. And oh, by the way, the blue shirts are taking on the wagon known as the Boston Bruins. And they were down 2 nothing in that one. We'll see uh, if Patrick Kane can get his first goal with the Rangers on this afternoon. It's the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. The Hockey Show with Pat Boyle and Barstool Chief. Call us or tweet your comments to at ESPN 1000. The Hockey Show. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. <laughs> Show on ESPN 1000 with Barstool Chief, a.k.a. Ryan Brandell. I am Pat Boyle. Trade deadline has come and gone. Patrick Kane is now a New York Ranger. Also gone is Max Domi, Sam Lafferty, Jake McCabe, Jack Johnson. The Hawks picked up, in essence, for those players, a first-round pick, four second-round picks, a couple of fourth-round selections as well, and some players thrown in. You are fired up, Chief. Yeah, I am. And, and I, I I should make clear, I really believe that Davidson is doing a good job. I, I You know, having, right as it stands right now, they got six picks in the first two rounds. I like the trajectory of some of the guys they took last year. The prospect pool seems like it's in much better hands, and, or much better shape, rather, than it was 18 months ago. I believe in this project. What I don't like is treating this information about Patrick Kane and we're trying to do right by... These aren't the nuclear codes. You can tell the truth about your vision for the organization. And if you if you have a compelling enough vision, then people will get on board, myself included. Well, I, he's I'm, painted his vision. We just don't know to the degree that 88 was a part of it. He's painted the vision. They want well, to build that's down what the he middle. should say, yes. I mean, he's he's said it at nauseum other than the 88 part. The only other thing he did say was they would talk extension if he was part of the team after March 4th, after the deadline. Why? That's according to the Emily Cat. Just so people uh, are aware that are joining us right now on the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000, describe what you heard in the Emily Kaplan report on ABC before the Rangers and Bruins took the ice. Yeah, so I actually texted her because I didn't see it myself, so I wanted to make sure that I didn't misquote her. So I was like, can you just clarify this because I'm getting angry? <laughs> so she was kind enough to uh, reply quickly. So okay. she said, she goes, it wasn't like he was dying to get out of Chicago. When it became apparent the Blackhawks didn't want to re-sign him this summer, he figured he would look for a chance to win this year rather than putting it off a few months. That's what Emily Kaplan texted me when I asked her for clarification on, you know, I was getting tagged and all these things. So that's what, in her words, what she said before um, before the game today. All right. Well, that is uh, that is interesting information, to say the least. Right. It, it, and it's, you know, when we had the conversation, when Charlie sat down with Taves and I sat down with Kane, and that was in January. Uh, no, it was... Uh, yeah, that was, yeah, that was, that was right, right around January. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
you know, there was one line in there where he said, you know, I'll sit down with Kyle and find out where we fit in with them, meaning Taves and Kane, where they fit in the plans going forward. Never really yeah. beat that drum a lot, but the, if you looked at, there were some crumbs along the way that suggested he wanted to see a little love from the team. Yeah, and, and we talked about that uh, on the show, I think it was back in January or February, when it was like, well, that's where the whole group chat thing started. It was like, right. we, you guys have to just start communicating and talking openly uh, and stop being so cryptic. And, and, you know, like this is, you know, they Kyle Davidson in the, the little show today, like no matter what happens, you'll always be part of the Blackhawks family. This is how you treat family? You don't have, a cl- you don't have clear communication for months on end? He's guessing how, you know, if the organization wants – him a month before the deadline come on all right come let's on. go let's go to the phone lines brendan and mount greenwood welcome to the hockey show brendan hey thanks for having me what's on your mind yeah you know i really just think that kane was basically forced out when they traded to Brinkett and let strom go because they really let go of every player you know kane enjoys playing with but going back even to like Panarin, and now kane's back on the rangers but the thing I don't understand, honestly, is even, like, why did Kane even go into this, this season with the Blackhawks? Like, he kind of knew the right – like, he had to know the writing on the wall that they really weren't trying to compete this season. Obviously, Davidson has said they're, you know, doing, like, a five-plus-year rebuild. So I just find it odd that Kane would even, like, go into this season. He loves it here, Brendan. His legacy is here. His family is here. He's lived here in Chicago more than he's lived anywhere else on the planet. Uh, Yeah, he knew it was a rebuild. But, like, every superstar and pretty much every professional player, they think they're going to find a way to circumvent the the rebuild and they're going to speed it up on their own and they're going to put up all-star numbers even though they're out there with guys that are are probably playing two lines uh above where they should be playing hey let's let's hear from davidson he was asked how this went down with pat person and patrick kane's camp was it only the rangers that they were allowed to talk to here's what kyle had to say yeah it wasn't you know it wasn't as um rigid as that i guess say it's not not that there were other teams in play but we were just, you know, kind of going back and forth on, you know, uh, teams and situations and scenarios. And then it just came up that, you know, it was never like, okay, it's the Rangers or no one else. It's just, you know what, the, the Rangers is a place I would like to go. And so you just work on that, right? It's not, you know, there, there's, it's not like there's other options to, to start going down or, you know, bringing other options into the picture. It's just, okay, this is you know, where you'd like to go and let's make it work. And and so I took it as a a one team and I'm sure they meant it as a one team. Uh, And so that's how we played it. Yeah. So that was Kyle on, uh, you know, basically dealing with one team, but yeah, I I think that's where the classy part comes in where, where Kane was like, yeah, that, you know, they handled it the right way. It was like, they're, you know, I I think he's obviously clearly excited about playing in Madison square garden. We had Dylan Strom on the, uh, on the show, um, this week on our show on Barstool, and he gave a quote being like, yeah, like, you know, Kane, when we play at Madison Square Garden, he's showtime. Like, he would get fired up for that and think how cool it would be to play here. And, and uh, but it's, you know, and to answer the other callers or to talk to that point, Kane has been going through this all year and still wasn't convinced that it was time for him to leave. Like, he's been playing with guys that are bad. He knows it's going to be bad next year. I wouldn't have even blamed Kane 
if he's like, you know what, I'm going to wait until after the lottery to decide. Okay. And right. then he, if it's Bedard and you want to stay and you want to have some fun and mentor and put up a ton of points theoretically, then, then he'll stay. And then if you want to, if they don't get him, they, they pick third, fourth, fifth, and he wants to walk then. And the Hawks are, oh my God, they, they have one last pick. I would be fine with that too. But I, I think that it's better. You're, be, you're going to be bringing in veteran players to insulate your young guys that are coming up, whether it's Nazar, Bedard, whoever they end up getting. They're gonna they're gonna sign veterans. Could be Max Domi to insulate the young guys. That's always a part of every right. And, and you, you think he's that? With, yeah, you think he's a piece that is important to a rebuild. What if you heard from the Blackhawks and said, you know what? We feel like if we bring up Reichel and all our top prospects. And those that we put out there with Kane, again, we're talking next year and maybe the following year, they may defer to him too much. And it may be, again, all about going through 88 on the power play. And we don't think in resetting this franchise that that's the best course of action for us. But they well, don't want to say that publicly because they don't want to Well, then you should not draft Kane's such reputation. mentally weak, fragile players. That's what I would say to that. If you if you guys are don't have the stones or the or, or the chest to play with Patrick Kane, then you shouldn't be drafting him anyways. And there was a there was a, a feeling out process for Kane and Strom for Kane and Debrinket. Uh, the only guy that was like instant unbelievable was Panarin. But every other guy, there's been a little bit of an adjustment period where you have to learn how to play with somebody. And we, I talked to Strom about that too. There was like a little bit of an adjustment, and and Kane's a fiery guy, and you have to kind of learn to take some heat from him sometimes. And if Reichel can't mentally play with Patrick Kane, then get him out of here because I want guys that want to compete, and that's how you win. You don't win with these guys. Oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm, no, but you've I'm uh, too see, shy. I, 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 look, I get it. You don't want mentally weak players, of course you don't. But all every one of these guys say, yeah, I. Uh, you heard uh, Heedle the other day and it, f- with the Rangers, like, yeah, you know, that's, I grow up every morning. I would look on my phone and watch Patrick Kane highlights, and they're all in awe of him. Um, and we can say it, be mentally strong and all that, but when you get out on the ice and you're playing with a bona fide Hall of Famer, we all, we've all seen it's not the easiest to play with him. At times, it took the bricket. Uh, totally. uh, it took him over a year to get used to playing with 88. Yeah, but eventually, if you want to win, you're, those guys are going to be surrounded by great players sure, if you're trying to sure. win. So learn how to play with elite players now. While you're, that's, that can be part of your learning curve. And maybe you'll learn something about how to play with Patrick Kane, how to play with other elite players, and learn something about yourself. And so if, if that is the genuine concern, which I think that I don't buy into that either because we saw him mentor – to bring it and Strom, we saw him go through that. I, this is like more of like an off ice thing, but he he was encouraging Schmaltz, Hindustroza, Hartman, that group of young guys would train down with his personal skills coach down in Florida in the offseason. He's always kind of embraced that mentor role, trying to get more out of his teammates. Uh, so I don't, I don't, if they're, if that's their concern, well, that maybe that's, I, I would, I would call, uh, I would call BS on that concern. And if it's that big of a concern, you need to have a sit down with, with Kane as well. Be like, hey, we, we have an issue with how you're handling yourself in, in this type of scenario. And if he says, well, I'm just not here for that, then okay. And then, like, there are all sorts of reasons to have this end 
but I haven't heard a good one yet. And and that's my point because they didn't get a haul for him. That would that would be an interesting be like, hey, we got a haul. It's in the best interest long term. Well, they weren't going to get a haul because it, exactly. know, he was dealing with one team. So it, exactly. you, it was going to be underwhelming from the get-go. Let's squeeze in a call here. Ryan and Mount Prospect, you're next on the Hockey Show. How are you doing today, Ryan? I'm doing great. Gentlemen, great show. Thank you so much. Uh, I love talking hockey. I honestly, it's obviously not a popular opinion. I'm glad they traded him. I wish they would have done it two years ago. You can oh. finally kick off the rebuild, I think, officially. And... Uh, I'm not telling you the rebuild's going to work, but the draft capital you have, the cap space you're going to have, you at least are going to see it. You're going to at least see them try. I don't think you could truly rebuild with your best player is 35 years old and you're saying, yeah, we're going to rebuild, we're going to rebuild. Like They have not truly picked a lane until they said we're trading Patrick Kane. I wish they would have done it two years ago. They would have gotten a whole heck of a lot more because since they won the Cup in 15, if I remember correctly, they've gotten swept in the first round three times and they're going to miss the playoffs four times. I mean, it's just not working. So, by that standard, I would want I want to see the rebuild, especially if they're talking a couple of years. Um, I, I don't know. That's just why, like I said, it's not a popular opinion, I know, but I'm really glad they finally said we're going to do this and let's kick this off right now. All right, Ryan, thanks for the call. I don't agree that, that uh, Patrick Kane signals the rebuild. The rebuild started yeah. over a yeah. year ago when Brandon Hagel was moved and then at the deadline, or I'm sorry, on draft day, when DeBrinckit and Doc were moved. Uh, that's when this rebuild kicked into gear. And I don't think you were ever going to get a haul for Patrick Kane unless Kane gave them a list of like four legitimate teams that they could negotiate with. If he had done that, that, uh, then you may have seen the, uh, the type of return that, oh, I don't know, Nashville got back for Tanner Janot. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, well, and look, and, and, and the timing of it, too. OK, so if if that's the other part, because you probably could have got that first out of the Rangers that, that they gave up for Tarasenko, if you had communicated with him earlier that you didn't want him back, you you probably could. Have, they got upstreamed on that package uh, that, that, that the Rangers ultimately gave up for Tarasenko. So the communication clearly wasn't there. Uh, Kane probably thought that he had at least an option of returning. Uh, but again, th- who, maybe more information will come out. The Blackhawks, this to me, this is a PR nightmare for them, and they better cut, get out in front of this thing quickly before it spirals out of control and start telling fans the truth. Because again, this is a hockey team; it's not the nuclear codes. People can understand <laughs> that you're going through a rebuild, and not everything has to be so top secret. If you didn't think that, if, if you in your heart of hearts, Kyle Davidson, and I don't think he gets to make this move without Rocky and Danny and everyone else signing off. If you guys gen- genuinely think that the best way forward is without Patrick Kane, then just say that and say it earlier in the process, and that's that would be doing right by Patrick Kane. He shouldn't be sitting there in February guessing, wondering, does this organization want me? Like That should be made clear one way or another, and if you do believe that you're better off without him, just tell everybody that, especially Patrick Kane, so, so that – then you can optimize your return. And I knew they, the, the point about getting a haul for him, that was like a hypothetical, like that would be a reason. But this second round pick is not going to make or break the rebuild. It's just not. So you're, I, I, just, I refuse to believe that that was like the return was the reason to trade him. Sounds like the reason to trade him was just because you didn't want him, which is preposterous. Do you feel like Barstool Chief right now? He's on vacation, and does he sound like a guy that's sitting at a bottom of the mountain ready to go back to the ski slopes and kick back and relax and take in that, that great air? He sounds like a, uh, 
a, a raving Blackhawk lunatic fan right I'm now. I'm foaming at the mouth. Foaming at the mouth. So Don't uh, lie to me. Don't lie. That's like that's how I feel like the organization does not – their first instinct is to not tell the truth. Hey, that drives me crazy. It doesn't matter if it's Foley, Olchuk, or Kane. I feel like we never get the real story out of them. By the way – the Blackhawks release the new episode of Every Shift, okay? It's a behind-the-scenes look at the team. This episode that dropped today is all about the Kane trade. It has Kane and Davidson interacting at the hotel. It has the hockey ops guys in a boardroom negotiating with the Rangers. So check it out. And apparently this show is in it, uh, Chief. We're, yeah, we're I, somehow I it, the, we made the yeah. final cut. I don't know. Yeah, they had a quote from when I said that there, you know, was a period of reflection when he took off from uh, San Jose. Uh, they, they threw that in there, so and I, I watched it. Oh, you watched? Did you watch the whole episode? I watched the whole episode. It's, it's about fifteen minutes. It's, okay, it's but again, like I watched. Now let me that. ask you. Now look, you, you've been pretty critical here. I want mm-hmm. you know what? We'll do this on the other side. I want you to give me the body language because I hear there's a lot of. You know, Kane and Davidson, you know, heart to heart type stuff. So you give us a recap of, you know, with this information that Emily Kaplan put out there and does it match up with what you saw in this episode? That's next. It's the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. The Hockey Show. Chicago's only show dedicated to hockey fans. Listen on the ESPN Chicago app from anywhere. The Hockey Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Show on ESPN 1000 with Barstool Chief. I am Pat Boyle. We are brought to you by the Chicago Wolves, the defending Calder Cup champs. Next Saturday, the Wolves take on the Rockford Ice Hogs as the rivalry continues. The Wolves have been one of the AHL's hottest teams over the last month. So Saturday, March 11th, 7 o'clock, All-State Arena. For tickets, go to ChicagoWolves.com. Chief is fired up because of uh, Emily Kaplan, our friend over at ESPN, who had a report before the Rangers and Bruins game this afternoon in the report she said now she didn't hear this necessarily from kyle but this was her report it wasn't like patrick was dying to get out of chicago when it became apparent that the blackhawks didn't want to resign him this summer he figured he would look for a chance to win this year rather than putting it off a few months and uh when you heard this chief you were enraged yeah, it's just it just feels disingenuous to be like, you know, we're trying to do right by Patrick. You know, it's all up to Patrick. It's all up to Patrick. Well, if, if you're trying to do right by him and he wants to be here or at least wants to entertain being here, then you should make make sure he knows that he's wanted and that there will be a contract uh, extension in the summer when he when he's ready or or right now. And the fact that there's that report that, oh, like, yeah, we'll talk about it if he's still here on three, four. I don't. That's that's an arbitrary date to me. I know it's right after the deadline, but if you wanted to, to start talking contract, which is probably something you should have done uh, before the deadline, it should have been an ongoing discussion the entire time. You could have started that process July one, and if Patrick didn't want to sign it, he wants to ride out the year. That let him stay through the rest of the year and let him see how those ping pong balls fall, like everybody else is going to, and then he can make the decision. That to me is doing right by. Him. All right, let me let me ask you this, okay? Let me let me put you in the GM chair for for a minute. I would love to be there. L- let's okay. 
Let's say for for the sake of argument that you decided that it was better off. And this would be hard because I don't think you would believe this, but let just play, mm-hmm. play along with me that yep. you thought it was in the best interest of the rebuild to start clean and have 88 move on. If that was your position, yep. how could you publicly take that? You would be roasted in this town, right? Yeah, but yes. But you know who, who would stand up for him? It would be me. Because don't give me all this nonsense back and forth. It's more to me about like the messaging than the decision. If you, if you think it's time to close the, the book on it, then just say that. And you should say that to him early in the process, too, so then he knows well, where I, you I mean, stand. I, I, and then you can trade him. What, when okay? when B- Pat Brisson picks up the phone and says, hey, just out of curiosity, uh, where, do you, where do you guys stand right now with an extension for Patrick? And what mm-hmm. if the response from Kyle is, hey, we'll revisit that after March 4th if you know he's still with the team. And this summer, we will certainly talk to you about that. But we want to see kind of where our assets line up, where his feeling is about the rebuild, who, how comfortable he would be with his line mates. Because that was always my, my, my issue. Mm-hmm. Pa- like, people thought Patrick looked disinterested this year. and I, I, think, thought, I think that's true at okay, times. So, so then he wasn't loving the rebuild. Or maybe he's a galaxy brain and he knows that if he has 11 <laughs> points in four days, oh, like he on. did in the last couple of weeks, that's not going to help the rebuild. If he doesn't he's, have that galaxy week, he's getting ready to take on the National Predators tonight with Max or maybe, Domi, maybe. Or maybe that they he heard that there was no offer finally, that they have no interest, and it was like, I'll show you. And he went off, exploded, and by the way, trade me New York for pennies. <laughs> Could that be part of it? We don't know the timeline, and it's because no one is, no one's. It feels like there's been no communication between the, the two principal parties, or until, there's been like, communication, the but it's not the communication everybody wants to hear, right? Because but, but if, don't if, you, don't you thing, think if you call Dave Portnoy and say, "Hey, I want a six year extension," mm-hmm. and he says, "You know, Chief, uh, appreciate you uh, picking up the phone and give me a call." Uh, let me uh, let me sit on that and think about it. Right now, we just were uh, taken over by Penn, and I mm-hmm. kind of I got to see how things play out here. But uh, again, love what you do. Uh, you know, I'll, uh, I'll revisit with you this summer when uh, we get a uh, you know six months under our belt under the new regime. Yeah. Well, look at I am in the contract here, so I, oh, <laughs> I <okay>. totally, <laughs> totally understand how that goes. But but again, yeah, I would be like. A six-year deal would be a lot, I would say. If we're getting that semantics, I guess. But yeah, I, I, but that is definitely something that I asked. Okay, so you know, going through different big life things where it's like, hey, like I need, I know I'm not ready to negotiate a new contract, but I need to know if there's one coming. And they have the the courtesy to at least tell me that. And and that is the thing about that I love about Dave Portnoy. I'm glad you brought that up. He always tells you the truth. There, most of the time. I don't like what he has to say, to me, but I know that he means it. Okay, That's and true. I love that about him. I know exactly where I stand. All right, let's and, let, let's squeeze and, in okay. Mike here from Connecticut. Hold on, Mike, you're next. You're on the hockey show. Uh, we've got uh, Chief in a lather on a mountain in, in Colorado. I'm in the same lather with him. So, uh, if you watch the interview with Kyle Davidson, um, the one where he's wearing the white sweater or sweatshirt, uh, talking about Kane, yeah. Uh, he's point blank asked, have you guys had a con- uh, contract negotiations with Kane? And he said, we haven't had any discussions. So I think at that point, it's pretty clear 
um, that the whole purge is on. I, I don't. I think it's the wrong decision. Like Patrick Kane has been a leader, and he's he's done nothing but groom the young guys, um, and he's even said it. So there's some higher up that's making the decision. I don't know if it's Davidson. It could be, but but they're purging the whole organization here, and Patrick Kane that's is true. the very last to go. All right, Mike. It's sad because, yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, Chief, we got one more time out here. We'll come back. We'll put a bow on this thing, all right? Yep. All right. It's the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. The Hockey Show. When you're at home, don't miss Chicago's only show dedicated to hockey fans. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Make sure you check out the podcast of this show on the ESPN Chicago app. Our thanks to our excellent producer, Kendra Smith. We got White Sox baseball coming up next. Chief, parting shots here. What do you got? Yeah, it's just, you know, they always talk about this is a business. It's a business. It's a business. You're right. It is a business. And that's why you got to take care of Patrick Kane. He created 50 years of probably of revenue with all the participation rates that are up in hockey. He created 50 years of revenue, creating new fans of kids. All the kids that get drafted. Who's your favorite player? Patrick Kane. He did that. He inspired that. That's why you do right by that guy. And if he wants to be here, then you should let him be here because you're going to be cashing checks based on his performance and the way he played the game for 50 years. And the fact that they can't communicate with him so he doesn't know where he stands with this organization up until like a week ago, that to me is just – that's not how you treat people. That's not how you do business. And, uh, and the fact that they're going to benefit on, on him long after he's gone, that really – that's the part that people should be paying attention Chief, to. Chief, we got to go, buddy. White all Sox right. baseball. Try to enjoy the slopes, go, all right? Go Sox, whatever. Have a good day. White Sox baseball <laughs> is next. That's it for the hockey show.